Hey, Wigs. This week on Wigs and Weiss, we have breaking news about Johnny Depp. He's still a piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, no, there really is some breaking news about Johnny Depp. I drag Lin-Manuel Miranda for his cheese ball tendencies. We both feel conflicted about some recent entertainments that all the gays are supposed to like. I stand hard for The Edge of Seventeen because, yes, it is that good. And I quiz Lindsay on all the conspiracies weirder than our own current political state. This is Wigs and Wise. So back to Ocean's 8. <laughs> Frigid Farrah can be used to help people understand how to be intimate with a partner. No. Um, a little tangent off of that. We watched All the Money in the World while I fell asleep halfway through. Now Sorry. he's the poppy, champagne poppy. No, he's not talking about her <laughs> vagina. Very first, Mr. Jack. And Annabelle. And now we have to find out about the nun? Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck Go fuck nun. yourself. Yeah, fuck that nun. You guys want to know other stuff we like? Anna, be holding your mama's ring. She told me I was starving my face. And I think that there are lunatics that are going to bring their sex dolls out to Fridays. Oh, for sure. And be like, she'll have the margarita, but not too many, because then she starts talking back. I'm about to burp. Oh, wait. Is it? Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Uncooked, but not raw. Uncooked, but not raw. Chew on that for a minute, because I don't know how it could be one without the other. Throw me off a balcony. I can't live in this world anymore. And it's not nice, and I don't appreciate it. So, Lindy, no. Clandy? Clandy star? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Gay swans in Austria attacked humans to protect their adopted baby. Stop it. A colorful plastic cup. Do you understand that that story took more twists than Ocean's 8 did? <laughs> you're in your hospital bed, just woke up, it's Thursday, and you're like, two wigs and wines? It's two wigs and wines day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is Wigs and Wines. Oh. We're back. We're back. Oh. Did you miss us? We missed you. I hope you're not talking to me, because I didn't miss you I didn't you miss one you, not, not even for a second. Miss Lindsay Harbert-Silberman. Mr. Paul Croce. That's not how you say his last name, but that's how I have to say it to my Siri to get her to call him. Because I never correct people either. Mm. I don't do that. I don't tell people how to say my last name. There may be a few reasons why, but it's not important. It's mm-hmm. life. My last name is Croce. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it loud and proud. Um, but yeah, we're Wigs and Weiss. We, and we are, are Wigs and Weiss. Back, you guys. It's been it's a been minute. Been, it's been our longest break, I think. Is it two or three weeks? It's been three weeks. Holy mackerel. I'm yeah. sorry. Are you starved? Um, are, uh, we had to take a week off last week unexpectedly. Um, I had some work that piled up. Lindsay had to go on a trip because she had to get some work done. It's not a big deal. I got my face. I got my jaw shaved. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyone who's seen a recent picture of me knows that that's not the truth. But we're back. And guys, a lot has happened. This is true. Um, Um, Can't wait to talk about it. Me either. Um, I have a little housekeeping, though, first. Clean that house. Let me clean that house up. I have... Some gifts for you, my dear. Oh. That's my that's my first piece of housekeeping. It's, it used to be a segment. Remember, it was Thrift and Lindsay? Yeah. Well, it's not a segment anymore. I'm just going to give you some stuff. <laughs> um, so the first thing is something I had a... Nick and I went to a restaurant opening on Monday. Little props to them. The Crack Shack mm-hmm. at... Century City Westfield has opened. It's okay. Richard Blaze's Fried Chicken Restaurant. Oh. And snaps to it is, is it fantastic. So good? Is it hot chicken or that just... They have a sandwich that is their take on the hot chicken, mm-hmm. and it's one of the best I've ever had because it's got the heat, but you don't feel like you're going to have to like Die. leak 
like minutes after biting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for that visual. Don't make your butt hole hurt. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's fantastic. And they gave out full on Levi's jackets. What? Which I don't have for you, unfortunately. That's fine. Nick got one though, and it looks great on him. And then they gave out some um, flair. And I okay. feel like you like a flare, right? I like a flare. And I think you'd like this one. What do you think? <gasps> Isn't that It's cute? a little chicken. It's a little blue chicken. Oh, my God. I love it. But the artwork is by Susie Oh, yeah. Get a shout Germani. out. Does she have like an Instagram or something? Slash boy girl party. Um, it, let's see if it says their Instagram. It's cute, though, isn't it? It's very cute. You could go to boygirlparty.com. I love it. I love, I love a flare. I have a greenie in my bag for some reason. Can I give it to Chunk? Yeah. Can you eat these? Chunky, come here. He's, I don't know if he's ever had one, Chunk, but Chunk, come get a greenie. It. You'll love it. It's delicious. Come here, buddy. Chunk, come here. Yeah. Sorry, guys, for the interruption, but Chunk is going to have a greenie for the first time. And you know what? He's been rocking a cone for two weeks, so he gets all the He's treats. He's a baby. All the treats. He's the sweetest. Um, but I have one more gift for you, too, because you oh can't have flair without something to pin your flair to. This is true. So I found something. I went to an estate, estate sale yesterday in San Pedro. I love it. And I found a, a little piece of um, accessory, okay. accessory okay. that I think you'll enjoy. If you don't, I understand, but... I oh, no, I love it. Fun. It's a scarf. Oh, my God, it's so cute. It's like a colors. stripy scarf. It felt like your colors. It is all the things that I love. Kind of mods, was, kind of mid-century. It most recently belonged to an old woman. Well, this is exactly my style. <laughs> Does it smell uh, bad? It smells like old lady. Okay. Oh, yeah, I love it. I might need to run it through a downy Oh, no, cycle. no, no. I love the smell of old lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. So, Thank you, Polly. You're welcome. This is so great. I also have a pin from my friend Mary, who is at Drawn by Mary on Instagram. She's a great artist, and it's underwear that says, keep your filthy laws off my silky draws. Ooh. So she and the chicken will go well together. There you go. Love it. So that's my housekeeping. Um, we are not having wine today because it's an afternoon recording, we're but having we're having a, a really nice juice Spritzer blend. Yeah, it's a mango juice with a little spritz in it. I yeah, love it. I do too. It's yeah. making the spindrift settle better for me. Is that what it's called? Spindrift, yeah. Spindrift. I don't know how you guys feel about the spindrift soda, but for me it tastes, the cucumber one tastes like a pickle. Well, that's okay by me. It's it's definitely better than La Croix. Oh, hard disagree. Mm. Hard disagree. La Croix, as I, I love it, but it sometimes tastes like stale pom-pom mouse. <laughs> Pomplemousse. Pomplemousse. Um, should we dive in and let's, pop our corks? Let's pop them. Okay. Your cork. Um, do you want to start? Sure. I have just four this week. Okay. Um, just four. That's a good amount. That I when I was looking at, it, I was like, oh, I only have three, but one of them is just like a line. So yeah, it's four. <laughs> um, I want to start with. So, okay, let, let me preface this by saying I love Hamilton. Uh-oh. I've never seen Hamilton, mm-hmm. but I love it. You guys probably already know this, but I learned Satisfied, um, you know, that banger. Every single word to it, just in case one day I could drop it at a karaoke night or in the backseat of an Uber when I'm super drunk in Palm Springs, which did happen, but I didn't nail it. That's so I'm the thing. Like we upset with myself. Maybe, maybe it's... Doing that again, being less wasted, yes. and then you'll be done. Yes, then I'll be able to do it. Yeah. So I love Hamilton, but I do think that Lin-Manuel Miranda is a cheese ball. Uh, well, duh. Everybody knows that. Everyone it's knows not controversial that. in no, saying no, that. Nor is it new. No. Um, what was his thing? Love, love is love is love, love is love. love. Yeah. 
Um, I think he means well, but he's also one of those people that's like always thinks that a camera is on him, you know, so he's always kind of mugging even in his everyday life. Yeah. You could be having dinner with him and he's going to be like mugging like somebody's taking a video of him. Yeah. So anyway, he's always on. On. Um, So he's releasing a book. It was just announced, I think, yesterday um, of are you familiar with his good morning and good night tweets? No. So he does good morning and good night tweets, which are all like inspirational mini poems on Twitter. Okay. And they're as cheesy as you would expect. Yeah. Um, they're releasing a book of these tweets called Good Morning and Good Night, Little Pep Talks from Me to You. Mm. Let me just give you a little taste oh of these boy. tweets. Let me get my barf bag ready. Oh, it's funny because I said this week in Barf Corner, but I just didn't say it. I wrote it. <laughs> anyway. Barf Corner. Barf Corner. <laughs> it's the corner that everybody goes, goes to barf, barf in. in. Um, you need to barf? Go to Barf Corner. Go to, go to Barf Corner with these tweets. So the first one is, good morning. Put the phone down. No. Stare at the ceiling a uh, little longer. Uh, you have to stop you because if I put the phone down, I can't read the rest of your fucking Exactly. Tweet. So, okay. so, sorry. Continue. Move point, <laughs> Lynn manuel Good morning. Put the phone down. Stare at the ceiling a little longer. Drift. Everything that needs doing can wait. No. That's not necessarily true. Exactly. (laughs) No, your kid can't fucking wait. He's going to be screaming at you while you stare at the ceiling and drift, Lynn Manuel. Also, what if you're homeless? Or diabetic. Sometimes you need that insulin first thing in the morning. That's true. I don't actually know how (laughs) diabetes works, but uh, (laughs) that's what I assume. Um, And then a good night tweet example is good night. I'm tired. I bet you're tired. But we're awake and alive, and that's enough. Come on. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Lin-Manuel Frost? No. There's a... Alternate universe where Lin Manuel is slightly less motivated and on, and he works for Hallmark. Yes, and, and he great. loves it. Yeah, it's great for him. He's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character in oh. Five Hundred Days of Summer. That movie too. Ugh. Anyway, um, so that's my first pop cork. I am not going to buy the book. Uh, I I think you just feel- nailed the book. Yeah. And I think we understand what it is. And, and you know what? If you really need to have pep talks from Lin Manuel Miranda, just get on his Twitter. It's free. So that's that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mad. Um, Remember that game we played once where we switched people's letters around in their names? I feel like his would be really fun. Min Lanwell Laranda. Well, Min. Oh, yeah. That's tough because there are two M's. But get it. it, It's it's Min Min Lanwell Laranda. (laughs) That's a drag name. For sure. Min Lanwell Loranda. Loranda. <laughs> I was falling asleep last night and I was like, what if my drag name is <laughs> what if my drag name is Angela Waffles? Angela Waffles. Yeah. And she has like a bedazzled <laughs> necklace made of waffles. Okay. So she's a little bit like an older elder stateswoman. Yeah. She's got high waisted pants. For sure. Tucked in blouse. Mm-hmm. She's always got American flag uh, memorabilia. She's very patriotic. I like it. Yeah. What's her first name again? Angela. Angela Waffles. And she hates Angela Merkel. She's a comedy queen. Yes. She, like, she hates that. Yeah. Okay. She's like, that's not how we say our name. <laughs> <laughs> My visuals are exploding right now. I'm trying uh, to see it. I like it. Angela Waffles. Okay. Angela Waffles. Um, I guess I'll start on what Lindsay, I just forced her to watch so that we could both talk about it, which is the video. It's actually, before I even say this, it is a wig request. It's a wig. 
We have from from Christy McRae. Hi, Christy McRae. And um, she's a loyal wig. She's very much a, you know, what we look for in a wig. She emails. She comments on Instagrams. Mm -hmm. She is present. She is vocal. And we appreciate you, Christy. We appreciate you. Thank you for um, submitting this request for us to to watch the video for Ariana Grande's new single, God is a Woman. Mm -hmm. Now, Christy did not by any way, in any way, share how she felt about it, whether she is happy that it's in my corks. (laughs) Or (laughs) she'd rather, oh, it's not in the wigs, but it's in the corks. Um, So for those of you who haven't seen it yet, um, it is directed by Dave Myers. And if you are not familiar with Dave Myers' Mm -hmm. work, he's he's been directing videos since the 90s and has worked with some really, really big names. He's done um, like Janet Jackson, Rihanna, Pink, Kendrick, Missy Elliott, Katy Perry, Maroon 5, to name a few. forever. Um, and his the with, my first memory of Dave Myers is I used to watch Making the Video on MTV. I loved Making the right? Video. I don't know if you remember they did a Making the Video for Lucky. Yes. And there was like a goober on the set that was helping direct Lucky. That's Dave Myers. Really? So he's like a goob for sure, and he's really really well liked by stars. And I think that. To be a great director, you have to balance a lot of things. But one of them is being like, does the star trust you right. to let you do crazy things? And in this case, it seems as though Dave Myers has that. Could you just tell us the gist of the story? Yes. When it comes to his artistic vision, <laughs> Dave may not be quite the... Uh, Helicopter? Uh, he, <laughs> Dave is not the helicopter. The gist of the story, Rose. He might not be the uh, artiste he thinks he is, because this video is just a whole lot of too much for me. I There are so many things that I thought, huh? Yeah. The, the groundhog. The groundhog. We have to, I mean, well, I think they're prairie dogs. Oh, prairie dogs. Because prairie dogs make that noise. Right. Um... To those of you who haven't seen it, the video is interrupted about halfway through by puppet prairie dogs leaping out of holes and screaming. Screaming. I have a feeling it's a, I mean, we all know about the Pete Davidson engagement at this point. Right. I feel like it's an inside joke thing it where like, be. it's just for me and Pete gets this. Pete knows how much I love prairie dogs and like, it's but, for him. But maybe not, don't put that in your music video in such a... Like, if you want to put a little something for your loved one in your music video, like, pull on your earlobe or whatever, but do you That's have to Ariana stop style. the whole thing she, and have something screaming she, for no reason? She might be the the most, like, po- popular female musician of the moment right now. That's in terms true. of just streams and downloads. This video has already hit, like, 10 million views. Holy shit. Already. Like, she is gigantic. So I actually feel like if Ariana's like, I'm not tugging on my ear. Like, this, and she's so in the relationship right mm-hmm. now that I could see her being like, you know what this video is missing? Screaming Prairie Dogs. And everyone's being like, sure. sure. And I love that she has that power. Yeah. So, like, no shade. I actually, I thought that was kind of cool more the artistic like interpretation of paintings and things that Dave feels he wanted to contribute to this video there's um a scene where he she's on a bed and there's men surrounding her covered in a white fluid I'm not sure exactly what we're supposed to get from Mm -hmm. that she puts her finger into the middle of a hurricane at one point right to either direct it or do something I mean that's God's power right but it's something about that just like kind of clumsy looking well that when I when that came up because I watched it in front of Paul and I said well this is not going to age well because it looks it looks like Lisa Frankie right yeah it doesn't like when she's in the milk bath and she's painted and everything I think that's a gorgeous fit hole and that that really works. works But when it's the 
a lot of CGI stuff because music videos, even for Ariana Grande, have a certain amount of budget mm-hmm. and they never quite work Thank that you. Well. That's kind of what I'm feeling with this too because I like the video for um, No Tears Left to Cry too, mm-hmm. but she's standing on a staircase in the middle of like way too much. Yeah. Like I think that it's like you take that budget and just sort of streamline the vision maybe two or three less of these shots Mm -hmm. and make the ones that you have look all the more incredible and real. Um, Like that scene that they animate with the pencil uh, and now back to this video. I felt like, isn't there a thing at the mall that you can use that does that too? Yes. It was like a photo booth. (laughs) Yeah. It's called the Michelangelo and it will draw your face. Like, Step it up a little bit. Um, yeah, I did. I will say I liked the the recreation of um, like God creating Adam or whatever that painting, that famous painting. See, even that looked cheap to me. I liked it. I feel watch it one more time. She can kind of barely stay straight. She's almost like she's like balancing uncomfortably. Mm. And one of the women that she's with totally turns and looks right into the camera. No, yes. really? They're all supposed to be looking at God and she just looks at the very end and stares right in the camera and is Whoops. like, I'm in an Ariana Grande video, Ma. Look. Hey, Mom. <laughs> I'm here. I also think, and this is the last thing I'll say, but um, the Samuel L. Jackson line from Pulp Fiction, while kind of cool, yeah. is read by another woman, which is, so the line originates but from Samuel L. Jackson right. in Pulp Fiction. It's been read by another woman in this video. That and Ariana is lip syncing and not, not lip syncing well. well. Yeah. After that clip, I said, well, at least we know she can act well, which um, was sarcasm, and a, guys. Well, and she is a good actress. Whenever she's on SNL, That's true. she did that Jennifer Lawrence thing that was really fun. So, like, I think she splits the two, the actor and the singer. Yeah. And she takes the singer a little too seriously. Maybe. And um, it, even, like, her handling that giant hammer and shit. Yeah. Was just a little awkward, too. I should have given her a little hammer. Yeah, a cute little hammer. Um, they sh- she shared a video on Instagram of Pete watching mm-hmm. her, and it is kind of cute. It is cute. I feel as though this flame will, will burn out sooner than you will. Still. I'm, I'm worried about those crazy kids. But I'm happy for them right now. She got a tattoo of him now, too. Oh, God. I think his name. Um, and also, somebody came out, of course, because it's the internet, and found a shot from a Jean-Paul Gaultier ad that is like straight up ripped out and is from this video now so dave maybe bringing it back to you um i keep doing what you're doing everything seems to be working out fine for you like just because i don't like the video who fucking cares (laughs) i think i would like the video if it was a little simpler yeah i just think there's a lot yeah edit yeah edit but i think it is also like the digital generation a sign of that where there's so much. There has to be so much because you have to keep the attention of yeah. the audience. And they, I don't think they see dimension. <laughs> I don't think. Well, that, like, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. When it, I was like two minutes in, I was about to ask you if I had to watch the whole thing, and oh then the prairie God. dog thing happened. I was like, I guess I do. <laughs> That's why it's in there because they knew they were going to lose you. Probably. Oh my God, it makes sense. We totally figured that out. Wow. That's why the prairie dogs are there. Yeah. To keep millennial attention. Well, it worked. Well, hopefully, I can keep your attention for the rest of this podcast. Ah, uh, you already lost. I'll me. just. <laughs> I'll just scream. <laughs> into the microphone every so often. <laughs> All right, so that's God is one. But check out the video, guys. I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. Oh, for sure. It was enjoyable. It was interesting. And thank you to Christy. Yes, thank you, Christy. For putting that on a radar because I hadn't seen it yet. I just was like one of those things that wishes by you mm-hmm. in this day and age. And I was like, I'll click on that later. And thank you for letting us know about it so that we could chat about it. Absolutely. That's all. Um, so my next one, it's a little, I almost didn't put it in here. It's a little bit of a flipped or popped wig, whatever we call the middle ground. It can be either. Um, so have you watched Sharp Objects yet? I have. 
I... I've only watched episode one. So with Big Little Lies, and it doesn't have to be the same show. I am aware of that. But it's the same director. Exactly. The same and network. with these, like these short series, you want it to grab you by the balls and be like, you can't wait for the rest of this. I'm not there with Sharp Objects yet. No? It's a little... You've watched both? I've watched both. The t- Well, we were watching it late, too, so I started to toze off in the second one. I was like, we have to go to bed. I I'm can't. so glad that that is in the new theme song, by the way, <laughs> to encapsulate how you watch. It's Do just... you guys like our new theme song? Isn't it great? We can't hear you louder. Yeah. It's a sixth one. Um, So it just feels like it is moving slowly and there's a lot of hidden messages, which I think is cool, but it's also kind of like, okay, but why? And I didn't read the book and I'm sure if I had, I'd be more into it. Well, but you shouldn't have to. Right. And that's what makes Big Little Lies so great is that you don't have to read the book. Yeah. Yeah. there's like, I mean, not, there's no spoiling, but we all know going into it, there is a murder mystery element to it. And it's, ju- I'm kind of like, it's, it's just not grabbing me. I don't know why yet, but. Are you going to stay with it? I'm going to stay with it. Um, at least to the next episode. I was excited as I talked about on the podcast for it. And I felt the first episode was smoothy and weird and. I love Amy Adams. I do too. So I'm with it, but we'll see after episode two how I feel. I don't disagree that it's meandering. Yeah. Um, but there's enough other stuff there that I'm still with it. I guess this style of, and I, I could have the same critique with The Handmaid's Tale, which I love that show. Um, it's like, okay, we're going to spend 30 seconds watch, watching her walk from A to B, but then this plot point is just kind of a throwaway. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't really love that pacing, but I mean, I'll continue watching it. So they must be doing something right. And I think, I mean, by virtue of the fact that it is six or seven hours mm-hmm. and the book is probably three or 400 pages, like right. there, it's not, it's not possible to do this really in a way that every five minutes you're going to be moved by something. And I will like, also there are times that you are almost out of big little eyes too. Yeah, that's true. So like this, there is, was, but it, it was the opposite. When you sh- it's like silly putty when you stretch, you know, it just, yeah. can it sustain? Well, that's the thing with big little lies. The first two episodes I was like, yes, in, and then oh, the God. two in the middle, I was like, you're okay, gonna, you're going to be in a rough spot for three and four of this. Cause you know, the middle is going to drag. Cause that's where it always drags. But that's the, how could it possibly drag <laughs> when the first two episodes drag? Maybe they're packing the punch there Maybe. in the middle. That's optimistic. I like that. Here come the popo what is guys. What's happening today? Just wait for it. We they're, had some rain they're today. They're here. Popo, shut you down, guys. Yeah, they're coming for me. Popo, shut you down. That should be that should be some sort of drag queen song. Popo, shut you down. Well, I that's a line Popo. I stole it from Kesha. Oh, remember when she's in? Um, oh, that's right. Popo, shut. Well, she's pretty down. much a drag Don't queen. Stop. Um, okay. Was well, there anything else you wanted to share on no, that? No, I'm, I, I will probably continue on. I'll report back. Yeah. Um, but right now I, I'm a little underwhelmed by it. I already have a theory after episode one and if it's right, then I'm going to be like really mad because if I had the theory right from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Then you can tell me afterwards because I have a theory after. too. Okay. Um, guys, we have. Welcome to the Deck Dive 
Johnny Depp sucks. Breaking Johnny Depp news. I had to pause for a sound effect. There. Um, Johnny Depp news, guys. Yes. And you know that we are always going to bring you. Oh, and it's good. It is good. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've had a Depp dive, but it's important today because just today... It came out uh, that they have settled the lawsuit. They sure have. Um, the details of which have not been <laughs> uh, re- released as what's happened with settlements, but that the actor was pleased with the outcome. Oh. Um, the settlement said that the lawsuit and settlement is further demonstration that Johnny is determined to take firm action and protect his personal and artistic reputation <laughs> in, oh, the, okay. in the interests of his family and his career. I mean, but only limited to the courtroom. He'll punch people on set. Well, that's where I'm going to... I'm going there next, so don't take that from me. Okay. Um, this was actually, we were going to record last week, and we were not able to, and so I had already done some research, and it's, I don't know, this is old news, but it's still Depp news, and it's mm-hmm. part of this that um, if you guys did not hear, I want to share with you that Johnny Depp is still, even if he's settled and getting back to business in the promotion of Harry Potter and the Sixth Fig Tree, um, <laughs> hey. you know that movie. I know, Gringor- I know. Okay, what's it called? Gring- the, the Curse of Gringorf? I no, like, it's it's Fantastic <laughs> Beasts and Where to Find Them. No, that's the first one. What's the second one Two. called? Harry Potter and the Curse of the uh, Knotted the, Vagina. Okay. Moving on, back to Johnny Depp. So he got sued, y'all, like about a week or so ago, by a gentleman by the name of Greg Rocky Brooks. Um, and it's because he claims that Johnny punched him on the set of his upcoming film, City of Lies. Um, the best part is this lawsuit just happened a couple weeks ago. The punch happened on April 13, 2017. So it just goes to show you, like, if this kind of thing happens to you in real life, right. how long the process can take for it to, like... Uh, like, actually come to fruition. A, yeah. Um, it's called City of Lies, as I said, and it's based on the deaths of Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls. Let me remind you now that we have had a 2002 documentary about them both, Mm -hmm. a USA Limited series about their murders, a 2017 three-part docuseries on A&E about Biggie, a 2009 scripted feature about Biggie, a 2017 scripted feature about Tupac, a 2003 feature documentary, and to cap it all off, a 2017 six-part docuseries on A&E. Oh, my God. All about Tupac and Biggie. Guys, we are never going to know. And at this point, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Stop making movies about it. The story, I she guess, has been told. I guess the good thing is their families probably get a good chunk That's of change. That's true. That's the bright side. Um, but come on. Well, according to, back to the punch, according to Greg Brooks, Rocky. Rocky. Now, he is the locations manager. Now, for all y'all who have worked on productions, locations manager is an unenviable position. It's a really hard job. It's a very, very fucking hard job because obviously places do not like to permit very easily without making you jump through hoops or paying a lot of money. So this guy, and he's done it for a lot of different films. He's a... Yeah, he's he's very prolific. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And hold for Siren... The popo, really? And they, I feel like something's happening close because they—he's gonna stop like right around here. Yeah, we're under arrest, I think. Oh, it's a fire truck. Oh boy. Oh shit. Right. Well, it did rain today, so hopefully it's not too bad. Are we still just recording? Yeah. Okay. So, 
Brooks was got a permit to shoot outside of a hotel in Los Angeles from 7 p.m. Uh, until 10 p.m. inside, and he was asked to get the permit extended to accommodate Johnny. Of course. Not the director, no. but Johnny, who wanted to direct a longer version of the scene with two of his friends. So keep this in mind, guys. Johnny Depp is not directing this film, but he brought two of his friends to set to see if they could direct, apparently. That's insane. That is insane unto itself. Brooks was able to get the permit extended twice. Oh, my God. But at 11 p.m., the permit official said they would have to wrap it up. So, like, he's already gone above and beyond Mm -hmm. this insane situation of which he has been asked. For no reason. For no reason. So he goes over to the director, air quotes, Brad Furman, and says, hey, we got to shut this down. And the director says, why don't you tell that to Johnny Depp? So the director also is complicit in this, too, for for not being able to manage his talent as the multimillionaire who is there to do that one job. Um, Who's lucky to have a job. Right. Um, So Brooks then says that he goes up to uh, he actually he gets an onset police officer to help him break the news to Johnny. But right before he could do that, Depp came up to him yelling, who the fuck are you? You have no right to tell me what to do. So I'm sure probably at that point, the director went over and was like, listen, he's going to come over here. Don't worry about it. You're Johnny. You do what you need to do. Oh and then God. Johnny being a fucking lunatic, um, he, the, the Brooks goes over and tries to explain that his job is to make sure that they are compliant with city permits. And Depp answered, I don't give a fuck who you are and you can't tell me what to do. And then Depp proceeded to punch him twice in the lower left side of his rib cage. And yelled at him, I will give you $100,000 to punch me in the face right now. That's a super financially responsible, balanced person. <laughs> super. His bodyguard stepped in at this point and pulled him away. But before he, they did, Brooks says that he could shockingly smell alcohol on the actor's breath. And the best point uh, part of the story is that he, the location manager, was fired three days later after refusing to sign a release, waiving his right to sue Johnny Depp. Over the incident. Girl, get your money. So if you guys want to know how toxic Hollywood is, that story should be the bedtime story for you. Listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. A a, a professional who probably makes, you know, less than six figures a year to work his ass off and keep everyone on set, um, hopefully, like, just working and keeping this, like, part of the machine of how a movie goes. When those credits roll at the end of a movie, there are hundreds of people that are there just to get that movie up on the screen. And one of them is not Johnny Depp. He is doing everything to keep that movie from being made, essentially. So keep that in mind, because not only can he not do his job, but when he is faced with this assault and verbal assault, physical and verbal assault, he is then fired because he won't agree to say it didn't happen. Well, he won't agree to even recoup any damages that Johnny Depp obviously inflicted on him. Like, he didn't, he didn't like, paralyze him or anything. No. That doesn't matter. You should be able to go to work and feel safe. Not and verbally, not... Inf- by the star of the yeah. film. You're it shouldn't ju- be happening for anybody, to... but not and the... And he extended it twice. Yes, he did everything he, he did could. everything he and could. And the director, who is, I'm sorry, complicit in this, to not step in and be like, all right, listen, this is getting crazy. Yeah. Johnny, we got the scene. He shouldn't have let Johnny bring his friends on to guest director or whatever in the first place. No. so, yes. 
What he has settled freaking... his lawsuit. Congrats on that. But you got another one coming, Yeah, bud. you do. And Did I we... hope he gets to take all that money from him. Me too. Did we talk about the Rolling Stone article? No, I didn't read it. Nick just read it, but I still need to. I read it. We'll talk about it after you read it. Okay. Um, it's doesn't paint a pretty picture. I don't think it's possible to paint a pretty picture of Johnny Depp anymore. He's a horrible human being. Yeah. He's so far out of touch with reality and with the real world that it's just... It's shocking that he's still able to function at all, which he's not. And I really. really do feel like, I mean, we've heard stories. I forget who told me this, and I hope I'm not like sharing laundry. I shouldn't be, but sharing laundry, sure. uh, sharing dirty laundry, whatever. Um, he There was something he was filming, and he was staying at a hotel uh, while they were shooting it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a PA who was hired specifically to sit outside yeah. the hotel and wait for his light to turn, light to turn on yeah. in the hotel so that they knew they could start production for the day. It is unacceptable. There are too many people that are not with their families right now, yep. just trying to keep food on the table while you... Can collect bajillions of dollars. And we wait for you to wake up. Yeah, Johnny Depp doesn't have a call time. Johnny Depp wakes up from his drunken stupor whenever the fuck he wants, allegedly. Yeah. And then... <laughs> we don't need to say allegedly anymore with this sure. fucking asshole. Um, it's just... It's, it's, Get your fucking shit together or stop making movies. I don't know why he still gets hired. Because he's enough, like... I don't think he's a big draw here or anymore, though. But internationally. But, like... Uh, I don't know. Morons overseas still love them. And that's not to say that people overseas are morons, but there are morons over there, and y'all are seeing Johnny Depp movies. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Good correction. That was a bitch for me. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that on Johnny Depp. Your right. turn. So this is going to be very controversial. Oh, I, I love controversy. Um, Queer Eye Season 2 is in my popped corks. Dun, dun, dun. It was hard for me to do. I still love the Fab Five, and I still watch the whole season. Do you know that the silver-haired one... Tan. ...gets 600 direct messages a day? Holy shit. Continue. I mean, they they became the most popular kids in school in, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know? They shot this pilot in Atlanta or the whole series or whatever, and then every, suddenly they're just like, everybody wants them yep. and loves them. And they and that's are awesome. It's wonderful. And they are very charming, and the show is good. But I have some notes. Um, season one was, I feel like almost every single person I, except for the comedian, got to a point of love for them and really wanted them to thrive and do well. Um, there were a couple this season that I was just like, what? Like, why Why does this person deserve this? There was one guy that just lied all the time and wouldn't admit his faults and that kind of thing. And I'm just like, this person, yeah, they need to get their shit together, but why does he get to have five fabulous gay men do it for him? I don't understand. Does, do they... Do they address the fact that he's a liar and do they work on it? They do. Um, So flawed people need love too. I agree, but do they have to be on TV? They make for good TV. I didn't enjoy the episode. Okay. I would say that it wasn't good TV in my opinion, but there were other people (laughs) that liked him. I've talked to them about it. Um, But this season I was just kind of like, I will put it on. Do you want a queer eye to come and fix you? Is that why? Are you jealous? I would love it. I would actually love for them to go... And work with my brother, Oh, my Kyle. God. Well, I think everyone knows someone. For sure. That would be just like. Yes. And not to say that Kyle needs like work or anything, but I think it would be a really <laughs> funny episode. Um, and I also have two other things to say. Um, Jonathan gave some really 
ooh, questionable haircuts to some of the people this yeah. season. There was one, this piano player named Sean, bless his heart, he was the most awkward person alive, got a, a very much like a second grade female teacher's short haircut. It was not good. It was not attractive. And then... Um, I did not like the haircut that he did for Skylar, who's the trans man. It was very, I don't know, it was just like a huge pomp without much else. And then I want to know what they have against beards. Oh. Because... They shave them all off. They Keep shave, in mind, I have watched one episode. I know. Yeah. They shave them all off. Like, Jonathan has facial hair, and people... Come in like one of my favorite episodes was this guy, Ted, who is a mayor of a small town in Georgia, which is one of the most like inclusive towns, especially in that state. But um, he's young. He's probably in his 30s. um, And he had a resistance beard, which was a beard he started growing after Donald Trump was elected. And I'm like, that's a really cool thing that he's doing. Yeah, it's raggedy and it needs to be shaped and maybe trimmed a little bit. They shaved all that shit off. No. Right? That should have been like honored in some way. In some, like that's a resistance beard. Yeah. You need to like stand, stand with that beard. Resist and. Persist. Persist and. And shape up that beard. And shape up that beard. (laughs) I was trying to think of some word that sounded like resist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. I didn't love it as much as I love season one. I feel like all of my my pop quirks this week are like, I will come back and keep watching it. Well, that's, but that you can be critical. Sure. Of the things, and I do think that they're rushing it. They like, are. Season three's already been greenlit and it goes into production, I think, this month. That's crazy. And if there are that many people out there, but from what you're saying, it sounds like the casting is probably a little bit of the problem. And maybe they need to branch out of Georgia. I know the production company is based in Atlanta, but mm-hmm. even just go to like Ohio or something. So everyone on the show has been through Georgia, has been in Georgia. Yes, has oh, been a Georgian. That's a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, get out in the, in yeah, the, branch in the out. continental at yeah. least. And there were some great episodes this season, don't get me wrong. They I loved the the episode with Skylar. I thought that he was a really great story, especially to be highlighted as a trans man who just got his top surgery. Um, but I think that there were others that are just like, how are you going to follow Skylar with this, this kid who didn't finish college? And that's why he can't get his life together. Like, I don't know. I feel like you're saying a little bit, like you want the people to have like shown that they're a little more, Valorous in life, and that they like. I guess so. If you're, like, and that's. I'm, I don't think it's a wrong thing. Like to get the help of five men to come into your life. I think like the fairy tale should go out to people who kind of deserve it. Right. So I don't disagree with that. That's what but I. It's think. hard for me to speak about it without having seen it. But if I can, um, that's German. A, no, yes. what's the word I'm looking for there? If I can, um, distill. Sure. That from what you're saying, it sounds like you want these people to be deserving of it. Or y- yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. I think I do. Yeah. And like Tom in season one, he. Save had your flaws for Breaking Bad. Thank you. Breaking Bad is so old, but he was a flawed character. And you've character. never watched it. But I know he was a flawed character. Sure, but only after he broke bad. Oh. He was a great guy before he got diagnosed with cancer that he had to sell meth to get the money That's for. in the pilot, so that's okay. You can it's not, it's that. been, it, the show's been done for like <laughs> five years, Paul. If people don't know the premise of Breaking Bad, then I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was giving you permission. <laughs> okay. Um, well, can we talk about Catherine McPhee? Oh, and her, David Foster. her fiance. I 
liked what she said, though, which was... I liked it. Okay, so let's just make sure everyone's caught up. Because this is slightly old news, too, but I can't not talk about the fact that Catherine I thought you were going to say Catherine Heigl. I'm like, what, Oh, God, no. We're not talking about her ever again. That's all. Bitch. Catherine McPhee is engaged to David Foster, who is a millionaire musician, songwriter... Um, former Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, uh, ex-husband to Yolanda Foster, Yolanda Hadid, and she he is thirty four years her senior, which is fine. But he is not uh, the Hadid sister's dad, right? No, that was her first husband. Yes, that's Muhammad Hadid. Okay, so yeah, Yolanda, and that's I mean, yeah. So I don't even know what Yolanda's maiden name is. She's just Yolanda. Yolanda. I entered the word as Yolanda. And that's it. <laughs> Um, she's terrible. Uh, but also, so is Catherine McPhee. Um, to me, she, I, I, she came out with a tweet because people have been shading her for being engaged to a 34 year old, a man who's 34 years older than her and has also been married four times and engaged seven times. Seven times? Seven. This is his eighth engagement. Oh God, that's not a good track record. She clapped back and said, y'all should be more worried about registering to vote in midterm election than who's marrying me. Fine with that. But then she dropped in the, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That you Have you seen that? That's no. been popping. And when somebody did it for the first time, I laughed out loud. It was in a meme that was like, I can't even remember, like, I will not even try to, like, to recreate it, mm-hmm. but it was someone that did, like, a really, really short rant about, like, something in pop culture and then ended it with, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay. And it was brilliant. But for her to have taken yeah. that made her basic, which is what she is, and that's fine. She is basic. I, in, in all fairness, I know so little about Catherine McPhee. I know a decent amount because I watched her season of American Idol right. and remember exactly where I was when she Did survived. She win? No, she came in second to Taylor Hicks. Okay, the guy with the gray hair. Yes. But what's insane about that season, it's, it's the season with Chris Daughtry. And everyone okay. who watched that season was like, Chris Daughtry is going to win. And there was one episode where it was him and her in the elimination. And the, we should YouTube it because mm-hmm. the look on even her face when he goes home, I remember where I was. Um, it's like when JFK got shot. Just like it. 9-11 all over again. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, Taylor Hicks, she was better than Taylor Hicks. And then well, I, Taylor Hicks was like a soccer dad. Yeah. No offense to soccer dads. <laughs> she um, <laughs> Or Taylor Hicks. And I watched Smash against my better judgment. I watched Mm -hmm. both seasons of Smash. And so, like, I can appreciate her talent and I think she's a beautiful woman and... And David Foster performed at her first wedding. Yes. Which is very strange. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, maybe this is my controversial opinion and I have another one coming, too. Um, But uh, I just feel like that union is unholy and I don't stand behind it. Okay. Um, I think... I have another flipped cork... Um, but I have no more quarks. Do you, uh, you have any more quarks? I mean, I was going to talk about the heat wave, but nobody wants to hear me complain about the heat wave. <laughs> nobody wants you to hear about that. Good. Is that your short one? That's my short one. <laughs> I said the heat wave. This is just personal bullshit. So we don't have to talk about it. It just gets hot in my house, you guys, and I thought my hummingbird was dead. Mm, the end. Yeah. He's not. Gregory survives. Gregory lives. So she talked about it anyway. <laughs> um, I want to throw out, this is my, this is going to be very controversial, flipped court. Okay. Um, also in gay um, entertainment. Okay. I watched Love, Simon. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. So um, I've been meaning to see Love, Simon for quite some time. Uh-huh. I know like a lot of people loved it. It was a little sort of like 
some people were coming out saying it didn't really have teeth to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't care. I want a rom-com. I want something light that's and fluffy. That's centered again uh, around gay youth, too. Absolutely. And to that end, that's where the flip comes into play. Mm-hmm. I am so happy that this movie exists. It is important for young people to see normal... Um, normalized homosexuality, even though that term even kind of bothers me a little bit. But like the idea that there can be a romantic comedy about gay youth is what's important. And like the existence of it is wonderful. The movie itself does not have teeth. And that's not even my biggest complaint with Mm -hmm. it. Like it doesn't, they don't need to be, you know, in the back of the car, gang banging, whatever. Like like it's not that type of movie. And there are people people that are saying that, that are like, that's not what being gay is like. Like that's not even it. To me, I was like, I'm comparing it just to like to Mean Girls or to something that is a adolescent coming of age comedy. Mm -hmm. And to that end, it's not great. It's very standard. There's really no tension um, there's like a, a, a sort of like mini fight that happens in it that's really of no consequence and I had no investment in. And I was like 45 minutes in, I looked at my phone and I was like, we're probably in the third act by now, right? And it was like 45 minutes in. There's just not a whole lot of meat on the bones. Is it funny? Not, no, it's not. The moments that are, that like make you feel, there's a couple that I was like, that's touching, but I, everyone was like, you're going to ball your eye. I cried, I cried, I cried. I did not shed a single tear during this movie. I feel like it's one of those ones where, like, and I've said this many times on the show, is, like, the context of which you and when you see a movie mm-hmm. very much dictates how I think you take Absolutely. it Absolutely. If I had seen it on an airplane, if I had seen it maybe opening weekend, I think I would have had a vastly different experience. I saw it at a point where a lot of people told had me, already, it's right. this, it's that, you're going to cry, like, layering the expectations, and it's hard to forget those, but... Truly, putting all that aside, I do feel like it's a substandard teen movie Mm -hmm. that is, like, probably in, like, lesser than... Like, a She's All That, even. Like, it just. She's it, All That is a great movie. <laughs> See, well, I, I don't like She's All That is a great movie. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, then you're <laughs> definitely not going to like it if you didn't like that. I mean, if you like She's All That. It just, uh, it didn't really. It gets 91%. Which one, Love Simon or She's All That? Love Simon. Yeah. Um, check out She's All That, too. I'm, I'm going to say that. 63 if not 50-something. 39. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. I think so much of that percentage for Love, Simon goes into the fact that this movie is important right now. Mm -hmm. We needed it. I would love the next one to take it to a place where, like, I laugh a lot more and I feel a certain sense of urgency that does not hinge on the gay uh, subplot. Yeah. And even that, like, if it was just about, like, can he come out or not, like, that, but that wasn't even, like, executed in a new, really... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it just didn't have the, the twists and turns that I was hoping, even just with in mind, a, like a you're watching movie. a teen movie. Right. They're better, much better. And even teen if they're not twists and turns, at least the story beats should be really entertaining and funny mm-hmm. or interesting. You know, it doesn't have to be like, he came out and then this, this curveball came or whatever. It right. can be like, he came out in this funny, interesting way that you were not expecting. Yeah. You know? Because. So, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to wrap that up. But you know, Well, one of my favorite teen movies of all time, even though I think it's probably pretty problematic at this point, um, was Can't Hardly Wait. Which we, yeah. And that is a great teen movie. Yep. It's There's not a huge plot. It's this guy, who Ethan Embry, who's been in love with Sarah Michelle, or Jennifer Love Hewitt, blah, blah, blah. And there's a huge party, and all these side characters have their own little subplots that are really entertaining and funny. Are there huge stakes? No. But it's really entertaining and I funny. was worried if he was going to get that money back. 
Oh, that's true. That was some stakes. Yeah. Hey, Wigs. Paul here. Uh, I'm editing and realizing that uh, Lindsay said, can't hardly wait, not can't buy me love, which is what I heard. And that's why I brought up money. And there's no money in can't hardly wait, as you probably realize. And Lindsay was kind enough to pretend like there was, which is why we're a great team. Thanks for listening. One thing, though, we do have to recognize, though, is that we saw these movies when we were there. Exactly. Age. So there may be. And that's I'm why sure I'm so happy is. this exists. Like, yeah. I don't know if I could go back now and watch, say, a teen movie. Like, it should be, it'd be a good experiment. I've never seen Pretty in Pink. Pretty Same. in Pink is beloved. We should watch Pretty in Pink now yeah. and report back. Does it hold up if you didn't experience it as a younger person? Yeah, right. We'll do that. We're we'll going to get on that. Yeah. Another one that people keep talking about now are people I've been listening to. This is... A little quick wig on the side is I've been listening back to Ross Matthews' old episodes uh-huh. of his podcast. If you haven't listened yet, very, I, I very entertaining man. show and exactly the remedy for what's going on in the world right now. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, it reminds me a little bit of like a Howard Stern light where there's a cast of characters that just rib on each other. Mm-hmm. And it's really lighthearted and fun. And they do a segment on that podcast called um, Sissy and Ebert mm-hmm. where <laughs> they, they task one of the... Um, other hosts to listen to watch old uh, Ross's beloved movies and then report back. And he watched Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, which uh-huh. is one that I've also never seen, but they like are obsessed with. So I maybe we watch, you do love it. Yeah. So you've seen it. Okay. Yeah. We'll do Pretty in Pink then. And we will, then there may be a new segment for you guys. Yeah. Revisiting movies that Lindsay and Paul have not seen. And we will have a lot of Lindsay's that will have. Well, actually, the funny thing about me is all of the 90 te- 90s teen movies, I've seen all of them. Right. Because that was my jam. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen all of John Hughes movies, Pretty in Pink Bean, or was that? I don't even know if that was John Hughes. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. Um, so like the, the late 80s is not totally fleshed out for this me. This could be a good way to bring back Book Club because you guys... <laughs> Don't listen to those episodes, and we will we will make you listen to but these. But maybe that's a new way we could do a Pretty in Pink book club. Yeah, I so love that. So if you guys, we'll do it by like the end of August. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll give you guys some time. Watch Pretty in Pink by the end of August, mm-hmm. and we will do a book club for Pretty in Pink. Okay. Fun. Fun. On the spot producing, guys. Yes. Yes, mama. So here's what I have for you. Um, I, I have an itch scratch, mm-hmm. but I want to... It's crazy... And I don't know if I like if I'm absolutely accurate on one of the okay. things. So I want to take some time and bring that back to okay. the future episode. So I want to do a quick quiz in Lindsay if that works for Perfect. you. Perfect. Wonderful. I had an itch scratch, which is really funny. And no, we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> no, fuck it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Producing live. Yes, quiz in Lindsay. Okay, so Quiz in Lindsay. I um did a recent uh, job where I helped someone um, work out some new like games for a potential entertainment thing. How much more obscure can I talk about it? Entertainment? <laughs> Have you heard of it? Have I like you to. ever? If you need help with entertainment, you know who to call. Paul. Paul. Um, <laughs> call Paul. But one of the segments that I built out was the idea of conspiracy theories. Oh, I love. So I found... Seven. Well, I'm going to present you with seven conspiracy theories. Okay. Only some of these are real conspiracy okay. theories. You must identify, Lindsay, which ones are conspiracies and which ones are absolutely fake. Okay. Okay? Okay. So these are, and they're conspiracies based on the lunatics that are on the internet. So like, Perfect. none of these are real, but I'm going to start you off with, a, well, I'm just going to mix it up actually. Are you ready? Ready. Stephen King shot John Lennon. True. 
So you're saying that's a conspiracy that theory? That is a conspiracy theory. You are correct. Oh, I'm going to get some sound effects in here, maybe. <laughs> All right, the next one is Alex Trebek has an identical twin brother, and they switch lives every season. That is a real conspiracy theory. Not a conspiracy really? theory. Really? Oh, such a good one. We should start it. Thank you. I started it. So the ones that are not are ones that I came up with. <laughs> Had fun. Um, okay. Miley Cyrus was a sleeper agent for the Obama administration who used twerking to distract Americans from real news. That's a real one? That is a real conspiracy theory. Created by the uh, lead singer of Korn. Oh, that fucker. He went on Alex Jones' stupid Infowars thing so stupid. and told them that moron that Miley Cyrus was doing all that to distract everyone from what Obama was doing behind the scenes. Oh, great. Yeah, that's why That's why it was a... That's why we're where we are today. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she twerked. Because she twerked and <laughs> stuck her tongue out. Um, John JonBenet Ramsey is not actually dead. That's a real one. She's Katy Perry. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> I love that one. That's a great one. All right. Kim and Kanye have built a $120 million bunker in Dubai for their families to survive the apocalypse. No. No, it's not correct. Correct. Uh, correct. You're not correct. <laughs> um, the, ori- the original Keebler elves were created by a satanic priest. That's a real one. That is not real. Oh, dang it. And last but not least, Keanu Reeves is immortal, and one of his former identities is King Charlemagne. That is for sure a real one. That is real. There are a shocking <laughs> amount of photo, like old photos of people that it's look real, a lot like Keanu really Reeves. Weird. It's really weird. So you got four out of seven, I think. Okay. Yeah. I did all right. Yeah. Not great, but not, not I fo- terrible. I fooled you on the, uh, the Keebler, Keebler elves. elves and Alex Trebek. Um, because those are just, those are really uh, funny, unexpected ones. Yeah. Actually, no, did you get, you guessed that Kim and Kanye did not build a bunker, right? Correct. Then you got five, right? Oh. Good job, girl. Good for me. Five out of seven. You did a lot better than Nick. Nick got like two, right? <sighs> Do you hear that? <laughs> I won. Uh, so that's a quiz and Lindsay for this week. I love it. Um, do you want to flip your Let's, dog? I would like to flip my bag. Oh, fuck. It's time to flip. Fliff, yafa. <laughs> I don't know why I always it's go like, to like. It skirts on being an offensive <laughs> word there at the end. Fliff, yafa. <laughs> and you can say it. Vlip. Yeah, I can say it. Okay. No um, wine, guys. No wine. No, no wine. wine. We are just this. This. This is us. This is coming us. this fall to CBS. Oh, We're gonna that garbage challenge. show is gonna be back soon. The only good news about that show <laughs> is that I think it inspired Mandy Moore is releasing new music. Which okay, makes me I'm, very into happy. I'm into that. I'm into that. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want me to start? Or do you want to start? I'll start because I got a few actually. Cool. Me too. Um, I'm gonna start with the most exciting news of the week, which is that Mamma Mia, here, here we, we go, go again. again. It's coming uh, to theaters. Uh, on Friday, I have my tickets for the 7 p.m. show at the Grove. Um, Lindsay is opting out, I'm as one going. might do. Um, she cannot unsubscribe from me. She can only opt out. Um, <laughs> but I will be there with my wine, with my popcorn, perhaps. I hope, just, it's a, I hope it's the romp of the summer. And listen, for me, it, the first film is an absolute train wreck, and I watch it every time it's on television. Mm-hmm. Because I am, ABBA is my number one. It listen, will always be Sherilyn my number one. Listen, Sherilyn is in it. 
Cher plays Meryl's mother, and she's only three years older than her in real life. And they kiss kissed on the mouth at the, the premiere. Mouth. So that it's, in itself makes me very happy for this film. A, and that's the thing. In terms of tone and content right now, it is the equivalent of RuPaul's Drag Race. Absolutely. It's a lot of people singing and dancing music that I love. Why, how can it go wrong? I, I pretty much love everyone in that cast. It's going to be darling and totally... Like, Stupid I could, like, yeah. and amazing. And I want to sing along. And the thing that I didn't realize, too, is that I kind of thought that they were just going to recycle most of the music from the original musical. Mm-hmm. No, no. I went to the soundtrack, and within three songs, I was like, that's... Wait. Oh, my God. And but it's it all me. still ABBA, right? It's all still ABBA, but it's, like, more obscure ABBA songs, which I was like, this is something I did not expect them to do, because, truthfully, ABBA... You know the top 20 songs, yeah. but like they go deep. And I only looked at three songs. And I was like, oh my God, there's new songs. And I closed it right away. I didn't want to see what else is going to be sung in this movie. Oh, Why is she still talking? I mean, I'm just going to pull it up right now and start listening. Oh my God, you would. I would not. You I'm totally not. totally cool. would. I would. I, I just want to make my, my guess, though, for my the one that I will like. Schwitz on myself if they do it is a song called um, Schwitz on yourself. You know, Schwitz just means sweat. Oh, it does? Yeah. Um, then I would um, Schwitz on myself. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, is a song called um, Oh my God, I'm blanking on it right now, but it's uh, Wait, you you start yours and then I'll just start singing it indiscriminately. Okay, thank God. <laughs> thank God for that. Um, so One of us is trying yeah, that's it's so obscure, but if it's in this movie, I'm just gonna, gonna hop out of my seat, run a full circle around the whole theater, come back down and sit back down. Oh my god, everybody and throw glitter think you're a shooter. Never left at all. That's true. I would probably get yeah. arrested for throwing glitter at Mommy too. <laughs> like it's anthrax. Glittery anthrax. Like, no, it isn't, it's just one of us. <laughs> hey. Sorry, go on. Um, so my first flipped wig is succession. Which oh, is an is HBO it good? show. It's it's taken me. The pilot was fine. The cast is phenomenal. And for those of you who don't know, it's basically like this high profile entertainment and news conglomerate dysfunctional family that foxy. runs that very foxy. Um, and it's about that family navigating the patriarch kind of falling into bad health and. Who's in power, who's not, but it's not nearly as soapy as it sounds. It's very subtle and well done, and there's some really fucking funny shit in it. Oh. Yeah, it's great. It's produced by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell, but they did not create it. It was a, a British writer who created it. Um, who had done, did he write the big short? Or direct? No, because Adam, Adam McKay, McKay wrote and directed the big okay, short. Okay, so maybe that's the only reason. Because I saw the big short connected to it. He so did maybe Peep Show, this writer. I can't, I think it's Jesse something. Okay. I I'm sorry, I should have no, written it in my okay. blurb, but. Um, the first, the pilot episode, I was like, this is fine. Josh was in immediately and has become very, very much like Chompy at the bit to watch it. Oh, okay. Um, the, the last two episodes are really great. So, and then the whole thing, like watch it. It's really great. All but right. it took me four episodes to be like, yes, this is a great show. Yas Queen, you mean? Yas Queen. Perfect. Um, so I definitely recommend it. I'm into that. There are two actors, the guy that plays Tom and then the guy that plays the younger kind of black sheep cousin. When they're on the screen together, it's the funniest shit you've ever seen in your life. Ever? Ever. You don't know what I've seen. Ever. <laughs> it's so good. Um, okay. I'm going to go live just for the last few minutes. Isn't oh, that kind of fun. fun? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I have some TV for you. Please. 
Did you watch any of Unreal when it was on? I watched, I think, like three episodes. So we watched the entire first season, mm-hmm. which I thought was very entertaining. Fluffy candy, but smart. Yeah. A couple, like, I don't know if it needs to go there, dark moments, but whatever. Everything, everybody wants something edgy. Right. Yeah. Then season two came out, and... Um, Season two came out and it was like kind of critically reviled. People were like, oh, it's lost its charm. Mm-hmm. It's a little too self-serious. And so I was like, well, I'm just, that was a good one and done. Yeah. They did a third season, which was also kind of like, it's better, but it's not great. Turns out season four, Lifetime's like, we made it. We don't want it. And they, it's doing like well enough on Hulu and repeats that they gave it to Hulu to have the fourth season. Okay. Hulu was like, here, I'll just leave this right here. If you want to watch it. And Entertainment Weekly did a review of it and described it as an insane Viking funeral of crazy. And I was like, well, I could bookend the hell out of this show and just watch season one and season four. So I started the first episode of season four already. Sherry Appleby, who I loved in the first season. Yeah, she's great. Looking great. And like she has cast aside a lot of like the inner turmoil of season one. And it's just like she's batshit. Mm -hmm. Constance Zimmer doing the work that Constance Zimmer does. the best. Oh, oh, so well is out there chewing up the scenery. And it just looks there. The whole setup of the it's the final season Mm -hmm. is an all star edition of. The Bachelor. dating show, so it's like you get you get it right away with their parrot what they're doing the parody of, which is essentially the death of reality TV. Right, and I'm like in. I'm totally like yeah, this will be a perfect awesome. like leave it on. Some maybe I won't know everything that's happening because I didn't watch seasons two and three, but I, you can tell enough. Yeah, and uh, it's all on Hulu already, so you can watch them whenever you want. Perfect. Yeah, love it. So unreal. Oh, there's Vanessa. Vanessa's here. Hi, Vanessa. Vanessa's got us. Guys, have a surprise coming from oh, our girl Vanessa this very week. Exciting. Well, you already heard it. Yeah. Okay, so this is the perfect time to tell you guys. That the, was Vanessa. <laughs> that was Vanessa. That's a, this is Wigs and Wigs. Um, you did hi, great, Vanessa. Um, so. Say hi to Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. I did my hair today. Do you like it? I'm going to flop you. It's still me. There we go. Oh, where's my hair? Hi. Um, I'm going to filter you for the rest of this. Oh, thank you. You're so nice. You're welcome. So uh, I watched kind of on the f- flip side of the Love, Simon critique that you gave. I watched Edge of Seventeen last week. Oh, <gasps> that's like one of Nick's favorite movies. Did you love it? It was so fucking good. Oh, I need to see so it. It was so fucking good. There is one scene um, with the actor Hayden Zeto. Zeto. Um, he also plays a character um, in um, The Good Place, but oh. I've only seen the first season of The Good Place, so I don't know. Sacrilege! You I need know. to catch up on it's that. It's such a good it's show. So I know. Good. Um, but he plays kind of a love interest in Edge of Seventeen, uh-huh. and there's one scene where it's just him on the phone. I laughed so hard. I laughed <laughs> not as hard as so I'm hard. Now. This filter's amazing. What is? That? I can't even <laughs> see. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Um, I watched it twice because it was so funny. I was I could I couldn't contain myself. Oh my god, he's so funny. I need to go back and watch this tonight. Woody Harrelson is amazing. I love Woody Harrelson. Um, he he is just like the actor of our generation. I would be so bummed out. This is so nasty to put in the word, but if like if he yeah. had a yeah. you know what, um, it's great. If you haven't seen it, I think it, I think we watched it on Netflix. I don't know, but it's so good. I love it. I love it. Okay. Haley Steinfeld, Stein, Steinfeld. She was great too. Haley Seinfeld. Haley Seinfeld <laughs> of <laughs> of the Seinfeld of comedians and cars getting caught. Yes. Um, okay, now it's time for me to do it. It was great. You should watch it. I'm gonna it's watch so it. It's so good. Now. 
Um, I want to give some love to, I've already mentioned this to you upstairs, so I'm going to say it, and you have to pretend I didn't say it to you. <gasps> the documentary film, Three Identical Strangers. You guys have got to go to the Cineplexes and see this feature film. It is incredible. It is, um, the less you know, the better. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a struggle for you. But um, there, I listened to an interview today with the filmmaker on um, The Business, the podcast, The Business, and I even think by listening to that, they gave away too much. So really try to go in clean. Okay. Because as it unveils itself and the truth comes to light, you're just like, oh, the world. I really know nothing. And the world, like, it's, we live in a fucking crazy world, you guys. I don't know if you knew that. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought everything was sunshine. This story is remarkable. The guys themselves are just like great documentary um, interviewee subjects. Um, And the story's just, you could not write it. You really couldn't write it. And, um, we should Ooh, be supporting more independent small cinema um, so that Marvel Universe small isn't everything cinema. that we have to see. And um, there's Allegra, too. Hi, Allegra. Hi, Legs. So, yeah, check out Three Identical Strangers as soon as possible. And then actually go and listen to the podcast, The Business, mm-hmm. um, because the interview with the filmmaker is enlightening, too, to sort of continue the story, because this story, she not over. Oh, ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Um, uh, staying on that documentary, uh, edge, I went to see, won't you be my neighbor last oh, week how with was Vanessa? It? Oh, I cried. Girl, did I cry? It, it's so, it's crazy because he is the least controversial figure ever outside of people being like. The the biggest controversy was nobody believed that there could be a human that was literally like legitimately that nice. And spoiler alert. Uh oh. He was <laughs> that nice. Um I definitely say go see it. It's heartwarming. The the worst part is that he's no longer with us. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's not funny. Everything I say is if you have <laughs> I have to talk to you like well, you were born yesterday, <laughs> but somehow have the ability to listen to podcasts. Well, since you brought it up, actually, mm-hmm. did, is there anything else you wanted to say about? No, just go see it. Okay. Since you brought up spoiling shit, guys, um, Lindsay, I believe, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but I think you're going to try something new soon with yes. our website. Yes. Because she has to at this point. Because Lindsay, let me flash back a couple weeks. What I do, Lindsay, what I her husband Joshua and I were waiting for the Palm Springs uh, aerial whoops. tramway. Whoops! And I don't know <laughs> if you guys know about the Palm Springs aerial tramway, but it's a wonderful, it's beautiful way to spend the day. And I was with two of my for closest sure. friends. Actually, I say I was with one of my closest friends. Yeah, right. And um, the other one decided, being the bitch that she is, to say something about what she thinks she had heard from the upcoming season of RuPaul's Drag Race season eleven, which I will not say here. But she said it like a da 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 da. And Josh and I both looked at her, and it took everything in us. To restrain each other, to not punch her in the face. Spoiler alert: tie her to the outer outside, to the outside of the trum, and let her deal with the ramifications of her words. So, what she's going to be doing now is she's going to get. I think it's like an uncontrollable thing at this point that you just really. I just don't know what everybody considers a spoiler. Girl, you know what (laughs) you did in that situation. That it was a mistake. Just it was a mistake. I don't think you did intentionally. But it is a spoiler. It was like Manchester by the Sea, but worse because RuPaul's So what we're going to do, since I am invested in this relationship, is we're going to allow Lindsay a playground to spoil whatever she wants 
on our website, Wigs and Wise. I'm going to write um, about shows that I'm watching in a more in-depth kind of recappy sense, but I'm going to spoil the shit out of stuff. Yes, and you are allowed to there. So the people venture down this territory with you. For kindred spirits, sure, venture and off. Also, if you haven't watched the finale of The Handmaid's Tale this week, then go fuck yourself. Right, but that's not how I feel. Of so course. we come to the table. Um, Vanessa asked a good question. She asked, "Did she ruin the butterfly reveal?" No, no. Vanessa. What you did there. You made me lose my mind for a second because so what happened was, guys, Vanessa texted Lindsay and I the day after the RuPaul's Drag Race finale asking for our thoughts. And we actually do need to do a boner alert on that. Uh-huh. Um, but on the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race and, sh- and, when, and she said on the, bl- on the butterfly massacre and my mind immediately went to, oh, there's a drag queen that dressed up like a butterfly. And now I'm going to know that she lost. Bitch. Little did I know that that is not what happened in the no, RuPaul's Drag Race finale. No, And if you don't know at this ma'am. point, that's one that we... That, but uh, yeah, Vanessa, you did not. But I was mad at you for like up until I watched the episode. I was like mad, but then also mad at myself for being so mad. You know, that whole thing. Um, it's a real inner conflict. So that was not a wig of mine. That was just some shade that I wanted to call <laughs> out. Um, I have... Uh, Although the tram is a wig, it's so great. It's wonderful, you guys. You and I got a Christmas it. ornament to celebrate uh-huh. it. I, I just pa- unpacked it and put it up with the other oh, ornaments. Very nice. Um, da, 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 I have two more. Do you have many? Do you have? I have two more as well. Okay, then you go. Okay, so um, this book called Bird by Bird by oh, Anne Lamont. I read that in high school. It's been following me for like a year. <laughs> I Josh's cousin Melissa told me that I needed to read that book. Um, Somebody else said that I needed to read. And then my astrologer, Michelle Prentice, who's amazing. She gets a shout out like every week. I know. I love her. Um, She told me that I should read it. And by the time she told me, I was like, okay, fine. I'll read this fucking book. So I'm about. Not assault. No, I know. But I'm just like, (laughs) I get it, guys. I started reading it last week. I'm like halfway through now. This filter is killing it for you right now. Just keep talking. I want to know what the fucking filter is. You'll see it later. Um, it's a great, but if you're a writer or a creative person in any capacity, it's not as tasky as the artist's way. It's more just like this is her process. And it is helpful to read about a, a successful writer and the fact that they bug out as much as everybody else. Um, so I'm reading it. I'm very much enjoying it. And I think if you are someone who's kind of a creative, who's a little bit stuck or just likes to hear about other people's process processes, then you should read it. Lovely. Bird by Bird by Anne Lamont. Um, okay. Well, mine is... I have two big ones to end on. Okay. I'm going to start with... Yeah. I am unabashedly, unironically, and unequivocally... Oh, my God. Loving Pose on FX. I have been told that I need to watch it, it is, many times. It is... All things Ryan Murphy in terms mm-hmm. of like sort of like the cheese and definitely the camp and the high production value, but it's such incredible representation that we're not seeing anywhere else right mm-hmm. now that it, I forgive everything that might be like a quibble. There's even like one of the lead actresses is not great. She's just not. Like okay. she delivers a line and it is wooden and weird and I live for it. There's just something, because I'm like, I don't know her. Right. I don't know what her, I've never seen a woman like this before on television and this sort of like story being told in this way by a trans person mm-hmm. doing the, these stories. And it like, I, it, 
I don't want to go down this rabbit hole right now, but the Scarlett Johansson of it all right. is really kind of telling that like this is this is an argument that I think I see both sides. And I had a conversation with Nick about it where like there is no, I think, right or wrong here. I tend to side now a little bit more with the like, yeah, you don't get to play that role right at this moment yeah. because there's so many more people who need an opportunity like this. This is not a situation where like Scarlett's playing a typical romantic comedy, like sure. just like single woman in love. She, it, this is a trans person and trans opportunities, trans actors and actresses by and large are not cast in the Marvel movies. No. So like Scarlett, you're going to be fine there. So step aside from this one role so that maybe it can be an incremental change in how trans people are seen in Absolutely. film and TV. And that might not be fair right now. And I just listened to um, Justin Simeon's podcast where he was interviewing Barry Jenkins. And it, I did not know this. Barry Jenkins is not gay. And a non-gay man directed one of the gayest movies I've seen in a really yeah. long time. So there are opportunities that should be seized upon when they are people who are like... But in the same breath, like, I take pause with the fact that the writers of Love, Simon are not, do not identify as gay. Right. You know, like, Greg Berlanti directed it, and he is a gay man, but why not have some representation in the writing of it, too? For sure. Um, and At least, especially just right now. Yeah. Like, this is a critical moment for these opportunities to be just talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that Scarlett got a little dragged, but also Scarlett clapped back really fast. Yeah. And it's like, girl, like you're in a position right now where you're going to have to realize people are talking to you. And is it fair that Jeffrey Tambor and Jared Leto got to play trans roles and didn't get shit for it? No. I don't think it's fair. Jeffrey got some shit for it, didn't he? Or no, I guess not. Not, he only, didn't really. not, not yeah. until he started being an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's fair, but I do think that they also were cast in those roles before the trans movement has kind of come more to the forefront, Mm -hmm. you know, and trans actors are being and should be embraced by Hollywood to play trans roles. So... And this is also not a... Like, just because the conversation is being heard right now... Right. This is not a new conversation. There's an article that someone wrote into Deadline this week about being a paraplegic and not wanting The Rock to be a paraplegic in Skyscraper. Mm -hmm. He is, is, you know... And when I first read it, I was like, oh, I was like, we're going here now, too. And after I read it, I was like... Sure. Why not? Like, these are opportunities for people who are... They're as driven as we are to Mm -hmm. write. They are driven to act and be seen in that same way. And to... So an argument that was posed to me when I was talking about it was that, well, Scarlett Johansson opens movies and there's not a trans actor or actress that can open a movie. But do you know why there's not a trans actor or actress that can open a movie? Because they don't get cast in these roles to become a star. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, they can't open movies and then not give them the opportunity to open a movie. Well, there has to be a start now. And I think, like, it's interesting, like, I don't know. This is probably a very different, but, like, now seeing the change in how race is being seen in film and mm-hmm. that we are getting more black movies and we're getting crazy rich Asians. Like, this is, like, things are moving in the right direction. So they have to, unfortunately, keep moving in that direction right Absolutely. now. And people are going to hear some stuff they don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And a little part of me is like, you're an A-list actress with multi-million. I was going to say, And check, everyone's throwing scripts at you. Check it's your one privilege. Movie. It's check one your movie. privilege. It's one movie. Yeah. So that's uh, my second to last one. And my last one is... Uh, You're in space right now. Uh, 
Have you seen this filter? No, I haven't used any of the filters on Instagram. Girl. Not to brag. Okay. I'm going to um, sign us off now because we'll save the last ones. Okay. Like for, for the podcast. For the two people that <laughs> I'm watching. Thank you for watching, Thanks, Vanessa. Guys. It looks like everyone's left. Okay. Okay. Good really, to know. Really appreciate you guys. Yeah. You're really wonderful. You're really wonderful. Um, so I watched this really fucking random movie on the plane to Michigan called Brigsby Bear. Oh my God. I saw the trailer for it. It looked insane. It is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't say why because you have to see the inciting incident and in order for me to talk about it, I have to tell you the inciting incident. So I won't say it. Thank you. But if you have the opportunity to it's watch it, right it's just because it's such an interesting way into this world that we, this story that we have seen before, um, at least like the general concept. But they just like took it one step further and they're like, what if it's this, this, and this? What would that look like? And I think it's, it's so great. It's Kyle cool. Moody. Um, from SNL, who does the digital shorts now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's great, and it's funny. It's heartwarming. It's fucking weird, but it's not, like, weird, like, I don't know what's going on. It's just, like, it's just zany just and off the it. wall. Yeah. Okay. But it's good. I, right. I really liked it. I'm here for that. Here for you being you. And Mark Hamill's in it, too, and he's great. Who's he? Oh, Mark Hamill? Uh, Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Heard of heard of Luke Skywalker? He looks weird now. He's not it's aged not, great. And what is that? Was it like? Is he a? I think he's just a aging like a white man. Okay, Sometimes. with that like not as like not doing the touch ups. Yeah, not he's that just he needs like, to. He no, does a lot of voice like, work. He's like, this is what I look like. Do I'm Luke bit. Skywalker. Yeah. Fucking put me in Star Wars because you have to. Yeah, was that Star? Oh my god, that Star Wars. That last Star Wars. I haven't Wars. seen it. Oh boy, um, not a wig. But my last wig goes out to. Something I am so excited about because not only the content is so fantastic for me, it's not for everybody, but also because it shows how fucking creative people can be Mm -hmm. working their ass off on their own without a studio or someone paying them to do it. So it's a YouTube series I stumbled upon with my friend Jackie one night called Defunct Land. Okay. Defunct is in like dead land. And he has created, I believe, two seasons worth of a series based entirely around old amusement park like rides or shows. Oh, that's awesome. That missed the mark. And I am endlessly fascinated by theme parks. I think they're just like such a strange little genre of how people built entertainment. Yeah. And like how people that work together to create a story that exists in a confined space Mm -hmm. over like, especially like what they call dark rides, rides that are like inside and like Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that, which is a higher end version. There's some low rent versions of dark rides. So creepy. And so this guy explores that and why they became what they are. So I will... We'll put a link of it on the website, just one of the episodes. I watched one. Hold for garbage truck. They're here to pick you up. They're here to pick you up. (laughs) (laughs) Killed. Um, Nailed it. I'm just going to talk through it. You guys, that's a garbage truck, and Lindsay's going to be leaving soon. Um, (laughs) Paul's going to be leaving soon. Second time's a charm. Kill them. Um, Guilt. So yeah, check out Defunct Land. The one I watched most recently was about a Tomb Raider ride, and it had more twists and turns than you could ever imagine for okay. a little YouTube series. Okay. It might not be for everyone, but it's for me, and that's why I'm talking about it. Yeah, that's that, you know what, and it's probably for somebody else too. Yeah, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jackie. Every time. Every time. So guys, that's our episode for this week. 
There goes the trash. Oh, bye, bye Lindsay. Paul. <laughs> 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 he got whisked away by his motherland. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. His that motherland took you him away. You stole my joke three times, and then you made a joke that didn't make any sense. His How is a truck a motherland? Has take, that's where you live. That's where you were birthed from. From a truck? Yeah. No, you were picked up by the truck because you're garbage. It's that simple. You are also you're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Four times. Four times. I think it's great. But you guys, you know who's you not garbage? You guys, you know who's not garbage? This is my Cindy Lauper. You are not garbage. You are not garbage. You are our wigs, and we love you, and we would love it if you wanted to keep rating and reviewing. reviewing and, and, and subscribing. And emailing and commenting and all that good stuff. Remember that we are at wigsandweiss at gmail.com if you want to shoot us a note. We are at wigsandweiss on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us everywhere. We're you are on the social medias. And, um, yeah, please also, this one big, tell a friend. If yeah. you're chatting about, hey, Phone over lunch, and you're like, have you listened to any good podcasts lately? You tell them, Wigs and Voos. But also say Wigs and Weiss so they can actually find yeah, it. Yeah, that too. That's good. Um, and thank you for listening as always. We'll be back in a couple weeks with more silliness. Bye, Wigs. Bye, Wigs. Bye, Wigs.